I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it is official. Hunter Biden is going to sit for a closed door deposition. That along with five other associates. This story happening as Kevin Morris, the sugar daddy for Hunter Biden, claims he has no ulterior motive in giving millions and millions of dollars to Hunter Biden. We know that Kevin Morris paid Hunter Biden's IRS debts and reportedly has lent him $4.9 million for housing, car payments, and, quote, legal fees. This also happening at the same time that Biden's Department of Justice finally confirmed something we already knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was, in fact, real. You don't say. Now, let's get into this bigger issue about Hunter Biden, in theory, has agreed to sit for closed-door depositions along with five different associates. He will sit for the closed-door interview tentatively on February the 28th, along with five Biden family associates at various dates. That is with the House Judiciary Committee Chairman James Comer and Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan announced on Thursday. The announcement came as a surprise to some Republicans because last week the chairman went through procedural hurdles to prepare for a House vote to hold Hunter in contempt of Congress for failing to sit for the depositions. Well, Hunter proposed last week to sit for the deposition if Congress reissued a subpoena, arguing that the prior subpoenas are legally invalid because the impeachment inquiry did not yet exist when the subpoenas were issued. Now, this is a whole bunch to do about semantics. And I couldn't agree more with uh, Senator Ted Cruz, who I co-host Verdict with Ted Cruz's podcast with him when he said, look, if they want to play the game, play the game with them. If they want you to reissue the subpoenas, then reissue the damn subpoenas. Who cares as long as you get them under oath? Now, the Republican chairman initially accepted the offer, but warned the House would move forward with contempt proceedings for this week. The chairman deemed Hunter's offer to be another delay tactic. Hunter's offer also appeared to be a public relations ploy to provide the Attorney General Merrick Garland with a reason not to prosecute him upon a successful contempt vote. So, after wrangling with Hunter's lawyers, James Comer and Jim Jordan changed their strategy. 
They did not schedule a vote to hold Hunter in contempt of Congress and agreed to a deposition. Hunter Biden, quote, will appear before our committee for a deposition on February the 28th, 2024. That's what the chairman said in a statement obtained by Breitbart News. His deposition will come after several interviews with Biden family members as well as associates. What is this week going to look like for him? Well, this is what we know tentatively. Associates and the dates that they are to speak with the impeachment inquiry are this. The week of January the 22nd. Look at your calendar. That would be this coming week. The former top CEFE China Energy official, Yan, will be first up. Also, we're being told this coming week that Rob Walker, the acting surrogate for Hunter around the world, that's how he was described by the Biden crime family, will be sitting for a deposition. Then the next week, the week of January the 29th, the money man, Eric Swearin, the family's top financial lieutenant, will also be sitting for depositions. And then the week of July the 29th, that same week, later in the week, Joey Langston, a close associate, will sit. Then you move to February the 5th, that week, Tony Bobolinsky. Tony's the whistleblower that came forward just days before the presidential election, right before the lies were in full swing. Actually, I should say right after the lies were in full swing by the Biden crime family to cover up the Hunter Biden laptop. Tony Bobolinsky is the former associate who confirmed the infamous message about a stake of 10%, quote unquote, held for H for the big guy referring to Joe Biden as the big guy. Now, Hunter is a material witness in the House impeachment inquiry into the president, Joe Biden, for obviously influence peddling and taking bribes. House investigators launched the probe into the Biden family in November of 2022, and they revealed that Joe Biden, in fact, did receive money directly from James Biden and directly from Hunter Biden, something the White House and Joe Biden said never happened. They also showed that nine additional Biden family members also received major payments in the tune of millions of dollars when you add them all up from the family's foreign business ventures, including two of Joe Biden's grandchildren that were paid. Now, more evidence against Joe Biden has also continued to come out. Major problems, including now lies about Hunter Biden's artwork. And the fact that 70 plus percent of all the people that were buying Hunter Biden's artwork, he knew who they were when they were buying that artwork. That is also going to be part of the investigation is what we have been told. Now, there's also something else that I want to bring to your attention, and that is what the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, is doing. Mike Johnson is now pointing to six points of evidence that support Joe Biden impeachment inquiry. And the House uh, that has voted on formally opening the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden will enable them to enforce subpoenas and empower the gathering of evidence about whether the president is compromised and, quote, trade official acts for foreign dollars. That's what the House Speaker said as he wrote an op-ed in the USA Today. Now, Johnson's op-ed set the stage for the full House to get behind this idea, at least the Republicans. And he made it very clear, saying this in that op-ed. Number one, Biden family members and Biden business-linked entities receive more than $15 million from individuals in Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, Romania, and China. Number two, Joe Biden spoke with Hunter Biden's business associates at least 22 times. 22 times, folks. He lied about that as well. 
Number three, Joe Biden lied about his involvement in the business. And we now have transactions and facts to also back that up. And four, Joe Biden received direct monthly payments from Hunter Biden's Owasco PC business account, which received payments directly from Chinese state-linked companies from the Chinese Communist Party, as well as other foreign nationals and companies. Number five, investigators flagged the Justice Department's deviations in the five-year investigation into Hunter Biden. And finally, number six, an FBI, FD-1023, you've heard me talk about this before, a form alleges that Joe Biden accepted a $5 million bribe while he was the sitting vice president of the United States of America. Johnson also said this, the House will likely need to go to court to enforce its subpoenas and open a formal inquiry. Backed by a vote of the full body, puts us in the strongest legal position to gather the evidence and provide transparency to the American people. He said the American people have a right to know whether the president, through his family, traded official acts for foreign dollars, whether the president is compromised, and whether Joe Biden abused his power as president to impede or obstruct the investigation into Hunter Biden. As we have done all along, House Republicans will continue to follow the facts where they lead. The House investigators are making it very clear that they clearly have the facts to show that Joe Biden received millions of dollars and received direct payments from James and Hunter Biden. They also show that nine additional family members, as I mentioned a moment ago, received payments. That also goes against what the Biden White House has been saying. And there is yet again even more evidence coming out now. As Politico is saying, and unnamed Republicans are now saying there is even new evidence of wrongdoing against the President of the United States of America. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear. 
navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me read you the last from this DOJ filing where they're having to admit they're not going to have a press conference over this. They're not going to have to answer questions from the press over this. They're not going to have a bunch of people yelling and shouting, why'd you lie to the American people? Why did it take you four years to come clean on this? What else have you lied to us about if you're willing to lie to us about this? They're not going to have any of that. You're not going to have some massive press conference standing room only at the DOJ today because the media was in on this as well. You'll have one or two yell and that's it. Listen to these lines. Investigators also later came into possession of the defendant's Apple MacBook Pro, which he had left at the computer store. A search warrant was also obtained for his laptop and the results of the search were largely duplicative information. Information investigators had already obtained from Apple. There it is. They already obtained this information. It just matched up. They weren't learning anything new. The DOJ's acknowledgement that Hunter Biden's laptop was, quote, left at a computer store and contained the duplicate information investigators had already obtained from Apple further vindicates the whistleblowers. Let's go back to them for a second. The IRS whistleblowers came forward, risked their careers, some of them liberals, and said, this stinks to high heaven. And they went to Congress when the Republicans regained control of the House and said, we want you to know the truth. Those IRS whistleblowers were brave. Those IRS whistleblowers came forward and told you there was a full-blown cover-up. And there is no reason, by the way, to not believe every word they said, especially now knowing what we know. These IRS whistleblowers who were also relentlessly smeared by the same media that covered up the story for just speaking up and telling the truth. Let's go back to 2020. Any mention of the evidence, the IRS whistleblowers or otherwise, that the then presidential candidate Biden and his family were involved in an international influence peddling scheme was nuked by big tech. You couldn't post it. Shunned and silenced by the corporate media, you couldn't talk about it. And skewered by Democrats. It's still treated as false by many top media and Democratic figures who refuse to allow it to be discussed on their shows. President Joe Biden, by the way, was one of the biggest liars to your face. Joe Biden was the biggest laptop denier. He repeatedly insisted from 2020 debate stage and the campaign trail that the laptop was a Russian plant meant to harm his election chances. Full stop. So you had Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the entire Biden apparatus. You had the biggest big tech companies. You had the FBI and the IRS knew this was a lie. 
that the laptop was real, it wasn't fake. You had 51 of the top intelligence officials in the country lie to you as well, telling you it was a lie and Russian disinformation, the markings of Russian disinformation. They knew it was real, and they continued to tout it well into the Democrats' first term in office, not just after the win. Let, Let me go back to the race. I want to play this for you. I'm going to throw it back to when Biden calls the true Hunter Biden laptop story Russian disinformation, a smear campaign and a bunch of garbage. We now know that while he was saying this, he knew that there was an all out campaign colluded with the CIA, the FBI and the DOJ to win an election. The Biden campaign knew what they were saying. The Biden campaign knew what they were doing. The Biden campaign They absolutely, when they were standing there on that debate stage with Donald Trump, knew that everybody was behind them and this was how they were going to cover it up. His campaign colluded with the CIA to fix an American election, to win an American election. The Biden campaign pressured them and pressured the then acting at CIA director to make up a phony letter with 50 intel experts to falsely claim That the Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Remember, the person who got that letter together, who helped author that letter, right, to get all these people on the same page, was someone that worked for the Biden campaign. You know, Democrats talk about election interference and having integrity in elections, and they claim that Donald Trump tried to overthrow an election. Remember that? They charged him with these crimes and Places like Georgia, where the prosecutor got a special prosecutor who she's apparently sleeping with and paying him millions of dollars. Remember that? Yeah, that, that's happening right now. But go back to Joe Biden's words. And I'm going to play this for you. This is back the last presidential debate before he won election. And also, while you're listening to this side note, listen to the way he talked then compared to now. Listen to the cognitive decline of Joe Biden in real time, comparing him to where he was and how much he has fallen cognitively in the last four years 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a russian plant they have said that this is has all the care for five former heads of the cia both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage this is classic trump We have four days left, and all of a sudden, there's a laptop. There's overwhelming evidence that, from the intelligence community, that the Russians are engaged. I still think that the stories from the fall about your son, Hunter, were Russian disinformation as near campaign, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. I know you'd ask it. I have no response. It's another smear campaign. It's the last-ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. The vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. There's no basis at all. No basis at all. There's the president of the United States of America lying to your face and everybody around him lying to your face. Former CIA chief admits he was pressured by the Biden campaign to orchestrate the letter claiming that Hunter's laptop was, in fact, Russian disinformation. We now have that in writing. Let me remind you of that part of this story. The former CIA chief admits he was pressured by the Biden campaign to orchestrate a letter claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinfo. According to this new bombshell testimony, the former acting CIA director, Mike Morrell, says that he was told by the Biden campaign to squash the Hunter Biden laptop story in October of 2020. With pressure from the Biden, Morrell then 
orchestrate the infamous letter from 50 intel agencies claiming that the story was nothing more than Russian disinformation. Let me read from you this bombshell story from the New York Post, the same New York Post that broke the laptop story, the same New York Post, okay, that story was not allowed to be shared on social media. And if you did, your account would be suspended. Joe Biden's presidential campaign prompted former acting CIA director Mike Morrell to help Biden, quote unquote, by organizing 50 colleagues to sign a letter in October of 2020, falsely claiming that damning emails from Hunter Biden's laptop published by the Post were Russian disinformation. In a private sworn testimony, Morrell told the House Judiciary Committee that Anthony Blinken, so now our Secretary of State, you want to trust anything he's saying about what's happening in the war over in Ukraine or anything he's saying about what's happening with Hamas and Israel? The now Secretary of State was the senior campaign official who reached out to him on or before October the 17th 2020, three days after the Post published an email from the laptop suggesting Hunter had introduced his Ukrainian business partner to his father, then Vice President Biden. Morrell, identified as a potential CIA director under Biden, said he organized the letter to help Vice President Biden because I wanted him to win the election. Let me, let me read that again, his exact quote. He said he organized the letter, quote, to help Vice President Biden because I wanted to win, I wanted him to win the election. Prior to Secretary Blinken's call, you did not have intent to write the statement. Morrell's response, I did not. Question, so his call triggered that intent? Morrell, yes, absolutely. Jim Jordan then says, you wanted to help the Vice President? Why? Very simple response here. Why? Why'd you do it? Morrell, because I wanted him to win the election. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, 
and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep in mind, with everything I've just told you, that the left-wing media ran with this letter from all these intel officials that Morrell put together as quote-unquote proof that this was Russian collusion. Let me just also go through the timeline of just how shocking this scheme was to lie and influence the election on information they knew was actually real. At 10.53 p.m., the night of the call, Anthony Blinken emailed Morell a USA Today article claiming that the FBI was examining whether Hunter's laptop was part of a disinformation campaign. At the bottom of Blinken's email was a signature block of Andrew Bates, who's Andrew Bates, then Director of Rapid Response for the Biden campaign. So this was all about lying to you. Morell said he did, quote, a little bit of my own research, quote unquote, and then reached out to retired CIA senior operations officer for assistance in compiling the letter to discredit the Post's reporting. Over the next two days, Morell gathered signatures from 51 former intelligence officials, including himself, and four other former CIA directors, including John Brennan and Leon Panetta. Morrell testified that he sent an email telling Nick Shapiro, former deputy chief of staff to Brennan, that the Biden campaign wanted the statement to go to a particular reporter at the Washington Post, and that he should send the statement to the campaign as well. So, and I'm even trying to get my head around how massive this is. So, let's just connect these dots again. You have the former acting CIA director, Mike Morrell, who I guess just says, I can alter and change elections, not just in this country, but anywhere in the world. I can frame people for anything I want to. I'm the most powerful man in the world. I can decide who the president is. And what I can do is I can can then go, because I was being told by the Biden campaign to squash the Hunter Biden laptop story, and I said, this is what I do for a living. I'm good at this. Sure, let's do it. So what did he do? He didn't tell the truth. He said, I got you. Morrell organized and signed the 50 intel experts. And then he lied to you. And every one of them assigned it lied to you. And it was all done from the campaign of the President of the United States of America, Joe Biden. Morrell told the House Judiciary Committee he had no intent on writing this statement until the Biden campaign instructed him to do so. And what did he do? He said, how high do I need to jump? Which he then compiled because he wanted to help Vice President Biden because he wanted him to win the election. His words. Some would argue that this is like, I don't know, treason, but I'm sure no one will care, right? Because it's just, it's not that big of a deal, right? You remember when Donald Trump said, we've got to drain the swamp? And this was in 2015 going into 16. This is election interference at the highest level. That's what this is. 
This is election interference at a level that we've never seen. Now, now I'm going to hit pause on this story for just a moment because I want to also, actually, I take that back. I want you to hear something else that's a lie from James Comer that we just found out about as well. And this just tells you how much they're having to lie to try to save this presidency. Representative Comer came out and talked about this new report that Hunter Biden, in fact, knew at least 70% of his art buyers. It's another major lie that Joe Biden has told. Remember, Joe Biden said that they were not going to know who was buying the art, when in reality, they knew exactly who was buying the damn art. And we also have now found out he wasn't selling any artwork until daddy became president. It's called money laundering. Listen. Let me ask you about the other two issues of stories that John Solomon was reporting on. One is the art dealer and the testimony that was given. Uh, were we not told that they had an ethics agreement that Hunter would not know the, the people that purchased his art? Uh, now we know that Joe Biden, the big guy himself, uh, was speaking to the, the art dealer directly. That was testimony, apparently, that you received. And, you know, what do you have to say about the cocaine that the FBI knew about in 2018 as it relates to his gun holster? We have only about a minute left. Yeah, this is a this is another major lie that Joe Biden's told the American people. The White House said they had an agreement in place uh, to provide maximum ethics uh, we really thought they probably had something in place. It probably wasn't worth the paper uh, that it was written on. But we were shocked to learn from George Burgess uh, in the transcribed interview that he's never even heard from anyone from the White House. He didn't know anything about an ethics agreement. He had never even seen in the news where there was an ethics agreement. So, you know, again, another lie by Joe Biden, another lie by the White House. Uh, nothing is panning out that Joe Biden said with respect to his family's shady business and schemes. We're going to bring Hunter Biden in. We're going to get answers from, from all of the these people notice comer says we're going to get answers from all these people at the very end there he is the question is will the media cover it and i can answer that question for you no and if there's any other bombshells they'll come up with new lies to cover for them now i'm going to move to another story for a moment that's really important and i'm going to talk about this story a lot more in our next show but I need to bring it up now because I need every one of you to share this on social media. And I need you to share our, our podcast on social media so people can hear what I just said and also what I'm about to tell you. Jim Jordan last night put out a tweet. And this is a different story, but it's very much related. And here's what he said. Quote, we now know the federal government flagged terms Okay, the federal government flagged terms like MAGA and Trump. Who do they flag them for? To financial institutions. If Americans completed transactions using those terms. That's not all that was flagged. You want to know what else they flagged? If you bought a religious text, like a Bible, or even shopped at Bass Pro Shops. This letter, dated January the 17th, says, Dear Mr. Bischoff, the Committee on the Judiciary and the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government are conducting oversight of federal law enforcement receipt of information about American citizens without legal process and its engagement with the private sector. Based upon documents obtained by the committee 
and the select committee, we believe that you, as the former director of the Office of Stakeholder Integration and Engagement in the, in the Strategic Operations Division of the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, also known as F-I-N-C-E-N, possesses information necessary for our oversight. We ask that you appear for a transcribed interview. The committee and the select committee have obtained documents, and this is what you need to share, folks, because if you don't do it, no one will know this happened. The committee and select committee have obtained documents indicating that following January the 6th, 2021, Fenson distributed materials to financial institutions that, among other things, outlined the typologies of various persons of interest and provided financial institutions with suggested search terms and merchant category codes, known as MCCs, for identifying transactions on behalf of federal law enforcement. These materials included a document recommending the use of generic terms like Trump and MAGA to search Zelle payment messages, as well as prior Fenson analysis of lone actors slash homegrown violent extremism indicators. According to this analysis, Fenson warned financial institutions of extremism Indicators that included transportation charges, such as a bus ticket, then you're treated like a terrorist, rental cars around D.C. during that time, that would now you're like a terrorist, or a plane ticket to go anywhere around Washington, D.C. You would be treated like a, you guessed it, terrorist. For travel to areas with no apparent purpose. Or, the document says, the purchase of books, including religious texts, that would be the Bible, and subscriptions to other media containing extremist views. In other words, Fenson urged large financial institutions to comb through the private transactions of their customers for suspicious charges on the basis of protected political and religious expression. We then found out this, as Jim Jordan put it out there. In addition, the committee and select Subcommittee have obtained documents showing that Fenson distributed slides prepared by a financial institution explaining how other financial institutions can use MCC codes to detect customers whose transactions may reflect potential active shooters and who may include dangerous international terrorists, domestic terrorists, homegrown violent extremists, lone wolves. For example, the slides instruct financial institutions to query for transactions using certain MCC codes such as 3484, that would be small arms. 5091, sporting and recreational goods and supplies. And keywords, listen carefully, Cabela's, Dick's Sporting Goods, among several others. You go out and buy a Bible or go to Dick's Sporting Goods or Cabela's or Bass Pro, and they were saying, treat them like they are a possible domestic terrorist. I'm going to have a lot more on this story in our next show. So get ready because we're getting a lot more information about it. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends, please. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 